everybody. Dr. Cherry here. Hope all is well with you. We're back to the Life Money Balance podcast where we talk about letting your life lead your money, not your money lead your life, where your life and money are working concurrently to help you achieve your life's design. We want you to live aspirationally. I have my great friend here, Sam Yushio. Oh my goodness. We met at a conference here lately, and it seemed like we've known each other for a very long time. This is my dude. You know what? I think I know the only chief EK guy. What is it? EK guy guy? EK guy guy in the country. Oh my gosh. You know, I didn't even know what EK guy was uh, until another friend of mine introduced me to it. And then I, I, I ran into Sam and he broke it all the way down. Let me tell you who this guy is. Sam is the founder of EK guy lab and it is a purpose incubator delivering experiences rooted in the Japanese concept of Ikigai, strengths-based positive psychology. He's also the chief Ikigai guy at Connect, three-time founder. I'm going to ask him what that means, by the way. And Sam, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me, Preston. I, uh, I'm excited to talk to you and our conversation at uh, the Future Proof Festival. wasn't a conference. Festival. Yeah. Yeah. was uh was a highlight definitely was a highlight most definitely so uh we were chopping it up here just a minute ago what the heck is 3x there for yeah connect 3x so connect 3x uh i'll first say connect 3x our goal is to put the human in human capital uh but it stands for connect three times so connect with yourself connect with your peers and connect with experts and so we bring we do uh, ecosystem design where essentially we'll bring in Gallup certified strengths coaches that focus on mindset, registered dietitian nutritionists that focus on nutrition, uh, and certified holistic health professionals that will focus on everything from uh, sleep and health optimization and all the good stuff. And so we bring in uh, these experts to help support performance and well-being uh, for purpose-driven organizations. Oh, wow. You know, that, that sounds a lot about self-care and, and investing in oneself because you mentioned human capital and we, we need that to thrive yeah. and, and prosper. And, you know, you heard us kick off the show about aligning, you know, life and money to help us create our life's design and help us, you know, live aspirationally, self-care and, and money and all that helps us go on our path. But before we get to all of that, uh, EK Guy is something that's really been, I mean, I just found out about it here recently. How did you come about EK Guy and what's it all about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite topics. Um, so I'll first start off with what is it? So EK Guy is a 1000 year old Japanese concept that can be interpreted as the reason for being. So there's no direct English translation, but it can mean your purpose or um, uh, essentially your reason for being. So a thousand years old has uh, empirical links to longevity, creativity, happiness, joy, all the good stuff. Uh, and my path to finding Ikigai is through my Japanese heritage. So it's largely inspired by my great grandparents came to America in the early 1900s to preserve the legacy of a 1200 year old Shinto shrine in Fukuoka, Japan. And so, you know, I have this background in financial services and change management. 
uh, found the story of their journey, and in particular my great-grandmother's journey, that was really rooted in living a life with purpose. So um, I could tell, tell you, uh, uh, we could fill the entire podcast with the story and the inspiration behind the story, but I'll just leave it with, uh, that's what Ikigai is. That is uh, the inspiration that, that uh, compelled me to, to focus on this ancient wisdom tradition. Now, yeah, thanks for sharing that, particularly like stories, not only about, about what Ikigai is, but mm -hmm. also how it ties into, you know, your family heritage. Because, you know, you know, you know the show is about life and money. So people's experiences, values, their identity, you know, so you found something that you've brought forward, you know, a, a, a custom, something you found deep inside of you. And now you've brought it forward to purpose. And I and in my investigation, I found these these four P's. But you let, let's unpack those here in a minute. But what do you know, the, what is the framework? You know, it's original framework. What is Ikegai used you know, for to find like purpose and meaning in life? Yeah, great question. So the the probably the first thing to say there is that if you Google Ikigai, you're going to see a four circle Venn diagram that is not Ikigai. So that framework, which is um, it's a it's an interesting framework. It asks four questions. So what are you good at? What do you love to do? What does the world need? And what can you get paid to do? And according to this beautiful four circle Venn diagram. That's incorrect. If you find if you find one thing that answers those four questions, you've discovered your ikigai. That's not, in fact, what your ikigai is because of that last question. What can you get paid to do, which mm. effectively links your purpose to money? And so that's not always the case. It can be the case, but it doesn't have to be the case. So um, the the way that I like to think about it is that it's it's the act of doing. It's the verb. Right. So okay. it's not a necessarily a destination that we're trying to get to. It's about living with intention in the moment. So I'd like to think wow. of like this conversation with you as part of my Ikigai. And really what it's essentially doing is aligning your actions with your values. So having mm -hmm. clarity on what are my values? Uh, why are these values important to me? And then how do I align uh, my my behaviors and my decision and my actions uh, with those values on an ongoing, uh, on ongoing daily basis. So one way to think about it is, um, you know, if you have a day where you're aligning your actions with your values, uh, then you're living your Ikigai. And if you have, uh, a full lifetime of those days, then you're living your reason for being, which is a big shift in terms of mindset, especially in the Western world where oftentimes if we think about our purpose, like what are you, what is your purpose? Oftentimes our mind drifts towards like the existential question, like what am I on this planet to do? Mm -hmm. And so what this framework does is it allows a lot more agency and control to bring it down into the moment and say, am I aligning my actions with my priorities? Yes, then I am living my reason for being, I'm living my purpose. So it's mm -hmm. a, that's a kind of a, a little bit more on the framework and also how it's rooted in uh, presence, right? Being present yeah. and in the moment. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, and that's like mindfulness. I mean, right. mindfulness, being mindful of the present and to find 
purpose and, and discovering our why so much about life and money is about, okay, what, you know, why are we doing what we're doing? And I guess you can, you know, I guess you can align that with, you know, being paid. You know, what, what are we being paid for to exert our human capital? And then to your point is, I mean, are you use some beautiful words here, you know, action, align, uh, oh my goodness, values. And, and then it's like, okay, then how do we go about our daily, you know, behaviors and decision process, right? And I think you can carry that along. Like you said, you carry that along your life stage. I mean, all of those words come to, uh, I guess it can create its own Venn diagram, right? I mean, don't you think? Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, it's an interesting point about what you can get paid to do for, for this conversation, right? Like life and money yeah, and money I mean, yeah. and life. Um, the, the stat that I lean on right there is that one out of three Americans are engaged in the workplace. So that means mm. two out of three are not. Um, mm. And one out of three is like almost all time high. I think the highest that it's ever been is 34, 35%. So that means you have two thirds of Americans walking into the workplace that don't feel engaged at work. Um, but that's what they're getting paid to do. But mm. they may have a, a wonderful life outside of their nine to five job. They just look at their job as like a means to an end. Like they get go in and make the make the paycheck and then they go and they have an incredible life filled with hobbies and friendships and relationships and, and all that stuff. So that's my contention with this four circle Venn diagram that it, it mm -hmm. makes it a requirement that your purpose is linked to getting paid. Right. Uh, where I think, which is an interesting conversation, maybe for this, for this podcast is, you know, if you find your purpose, how does that, how does that propel your ability to deploy your money in a way yeah. that's more aligned with, uh, you know, your I, values and your purpose? I, 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 yeah, to extend that, you know, to what you're, to what you're saying there, you know, my, my father and my mother, you know, they had, and you know, I, I would just make this point too, you know, but didn't, Nine to fives are, are you, you have nine to fives or I would say W2s, yeah. you know, it, yeah. there's different, you, there's jobs and there's careers yeah. and then there's entrepreneurs. There's a whole way you can earn a living. Right. Right. So that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But let's just say to your point, you didn't find your true, not to say you didn't find, you're not, you don't have the opportunity to do your true passion. Mm. Right. Mm. My point about it is my, my parents said, you know, my nine to five, so to speak, wasn't my passion, but what I earned my, the way I earned a living or we earned a living was funding, uh, you two, meaning my sister and I yeah. to afford you all opportunities. And that was our purpose and passion. Totally. Uh, well, what, you know, what do you think about that kind of mindset? Cause mindset, that's a word you use. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it reminds me of a quote from Picasso who says, the meaning in life is to find your gift. The purpose in life is to give it away. Mm. Right? So if, if we have this ability to understand what are our talents, what are our um, unique abilities, and then how can we deploy those, activate those strengths in a way that not only helps us improve and achieve mastery in whatever you know, floats our boat or fuels the journey, but then also, as important, how do we do it in a way that improves humanity? 
And humanity could be something like your parents where they're, you know, focused on you and your sister and supporting the next generation, building a legacy. It also could be my community. It could be the world at large. So that's the way that I try to frame it is there's this element of, of self-actualization, right? Or mastery, mm -hmm. like improvement, mm -hmm. but it really starts to take a different, um, take a, take a corner, like kind of take, goes to the next level is probably the best way to describe it. Once you have that harness that ability and then start to deploy those, um, unique attributes in a way that improves others, however right. others are. I mean, yeah. yeah. So how, so how important do you think, I mean, listening to you, it seems like the, the order of operations is very important, which is starting at a place of, you know, maybe not doing things for maybe external validation or being paid, as you say, it's being okay to be, uh, you know, paid for your services or, you know, once you found your value or your, your, your purpose or, or, or whatever, but maybe, uh, finding your real why or what you want to invest in in yourself or, you know, why you're wanting to maybe help the world. Maybe it'd be a, your child or your yourself, your spouse. So, you know, what you are building your light up to shine on, you know, ex, you know exudes upon itself. So the order it, 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 you know, I don't know if I made any sense there. So what do, what yeah. do you say about that yeah, far as yeah. the order of which it goes? Yeah. So here's, here's the way that I think about it in terms of a sequence. So I think at the very base of the, of the Ikigai pyramid is values. What are my three mm -hmm. core values in life? And so there's a process of values discovery and essentially reflecting on different experiences, different people. And where do I want to, like, what is informed where I'm at today and how do I want to show up into the future? And so it's that this process that essentially gives you a foundation of values that I'm working from, that I'm claiming these are the values that are important to me. From there, the next click above that is uh, strengths-based positive psychology. So I'm mm -hmm. a Gallup certified mm -hmm. uh, strengths coach. I'm a big believer in that the strengths-based methodology that essentially identifies 34 themes of talent and said, based on um, uh, your responses to an assessment, here are your top five uh, themes of talent. Now, without getting too in the weeds here, your themes of talent are implicit, but they don't become a strength until you activate it and put it into motion. So, if, mm -hmm. so my three core values at the base of the pyramid, curiosity, creativity, and courage, click above on the strengths are learner, positivity, connectedness, strategic, and individualization. Those five, all of those, all eight of those, actually, if I know those, but I'm not putting them into the world, then mm -hmm. it's a very little value. It's just like whiteboard mm -hmm. ideas that actually never get implemented. And so, but uh, you got the foundation with values, click above that are the strengths or the talent themes, and then above that are six dimensions of well-being. So I focus mm -hmm. on six dimensions of well-being, kind of round out the whole person, which are social, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual, and professional. And if I do some work with re 
retired uh, folks, so the, we pull professional out, students sometimes we put um, academic in. Um, but essentially it's really built around uh, these are the components of, uh, of the whole person and how do I deploy my values and my strengths in a way so that I can uh, improve across ideally all six of these dimensions of life. Mm. How, how do you think that sequence uh, and that positive psychology through the discovery of, you know, finding one's values, you know, finding one's, you know, identity, you know, across life's course and meaning. Um, how do you, how do you think, or have you, have you thought about it? How do you, how do you think that helps with people's money relationship and then, you know, money direction, you know, yeah. how do you think that helps with that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think it's, critical for clarity in both in all phases of life and in particular with money conversations right so I, I think of the values and especially the values if we just focus on the bottom of the pyramid um, that's the due north so that gives me a framework for making decisions on a daily basis both financial and non-financial. So if I'm st stuck trying to figure out what actions I want to take, and I can always come back to this foundation of, well, is it aligned with curiosity, creativity, or courage? And if it isn't, mm -hmm. then that awareness gives me the ability to ask the question, why am I doing it? I need to get mm -hmm. either this time and energy that I'm deploying or this money that I'm deploying into better alignment with these three core values. So like everything, like awareness is, is you know, the first step. I think that's a, a critical component of, of this alignment with, with the, right. the conversation. Right, because it could be a, I think of it as, you know, you always have something to come back to, your, your centered self. Right. Because it could be misaligned too, right. uh, because, yeah. I, I say that the the mirror can be a a good audit. You know, it could be a it could be a healthy audit or expensive tax. It can be tough. <laughs> Sometimes it can be tough. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it can also be an encourager too. Can you can get in on those days and be like, "Hey, you're doing all right today, right?" But uh, when, when we look in there. Uh, hey, man, I'm telling you, the, that that couch that uh, we, we sit on sometimes and may go see a professional, hey, that mirror could just do all three things. It can. Yeah. Sometimes and, you need it to. <laughs> all right. And, and so as you were saying, if there is a misalignment, then those that discovery of values um, and identity and purpose and meaning and being mindful of all those, uh, we can come back to that foundation, as you say and revisit the sequence, you know, can't right. we? Right, totally. I mean, a, a good analogy is the financial plan, right? A mm -hmm. goals-based financial plan. If you have a goals-based financial plan, you always know where markets may move as markets move. But uh, if there's a huge sell-off and the market corrects 3%, but I'm still within the band of my goal, mm -hmm. then my ability to navigate that turbulence is much different than if I don't have that framework. I'm just looking at the, you know, the TV screen, seeing 3% sell-off, and I'm starting to panic. 
if I have that foundation that I can come back to and say, you know what, being down 3% isn't great, but I have a goals-based plan and I know that I'm still on track toward, the, toward those goals. I think that clarity is everything in life, whether it's um, a financial plan or decision-making on where I'm going to go on vacation or just you know, daily life. Uh, so I think that's probably a good metaphor between the two. Oh, it's a definitely a good metaphor. I mean, having a, a, having a, a, a plan and then also having a why all day. I mean, because right. you know, why am I going to make my next move? You know, why or why not? You know, oh, my goodness. And having a referral uh, guy to come back to and saying, you know, this is my connective glue. It, it, this is why I'm in it for the for the long haul. This is why we did what we did, and this is why we're not doing what we're doing. Right. Oh man, it right. gives a sense of peace, right? Uh, and, and and calm, uh, and not to have to uh, overreact. Uh, you know, during like you like you said during periods of 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 you know storm or calm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, oh, that that's fantastic. I love your use of of positive you know psychology. Um, uh, let's unpack that a little bit more, you know, as we wrap up, um, how is it, how have you seen it, you know, help people, um, you know, through, you know, periods of, you know, of uncertainty of uncertainty. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so the, the framework, I think the, the basic entry point for the, for the strengths-based movement is, based on a question that Don Clifton asked in the fifties, where he said, what would happen if we focused on what was right with people? And this was at a time when the field of psychology was focused on people who have psychological challenges, live a more normal life. So asking that question, I don't know if controversial is the right word, but it was a different, <laughs> right? It was something that yeah. people were like, that's not what we do. And so there, there was that, point in the 50s or 60s. And then you fast forward about 30, 40 years to 1998, where Martin Seligman is the president of the American Psychology Association and put a stake in the ground and said, this thing, positive psychology is an area where we need to spend more time and energy. And it expanded into what we now know as positive psychology with things like resilience and grit. And, you know, a lot of the buzzwords that Everywhere, but I think are also finding their way into financial services. So back to the question about resilience, I think it's it's um, or like er periods of uncertainty. I think it's back to that metaphor. Like you've always got um, a mindset, or you have the ability to tap into the mindset. It's not like it's always. I mean, it's not always there for me, right? It's not like it's just always present, um, or like um operating with that always uh but in those moments where you have that ability to 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 pause mm -hmm. like i always think of emotion and cognition drives behavior right? mm -hmm. so you have that ability to pause that cognition component brings us back to this um this foundation of in this case with strengths-based positive psychology what are my themes of talent? What am I really good at? And how can I double down on those areas that I'm good at in order to 
um, achieve better outcomes, right? So navigate yeah. periods of uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that. I think I think we're going to wrap up with that because what what I heard there is very important for people to understand is that positive psychology doesn't mean that you're positive all the time because life is not life is not positive all the time. That does allow us to bring ourselves to have pause and allow us to breathe and and allow us to acknowledge and affirm where we are and open up the gate for a little bit of uh, perspective, grace, and say, you know what, there's hope in the direction that we're going. So I, I appreciate you saying that because people need to hear that too. Well stated. So, yeah. Well stated. What, 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 are, what are the key takeaways that you want us to know? I mean, something, because you said some, uh, uh, EK guys misunderstood. What is that one thing, you know, that we need to know? Yeah, Ikigai is a verb, and it's not a four-circle Venn diagram. That's the main thing. There's a lot of Ikigai is kind of on the up and up. A lot of people are watching the Blue Zones on Netflix these days. I believe the first episode is Ikigai. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not a four-circle Venn diagram. It's about aligning actions with priorities on a daily basis, moment by moment. Right, right. I, I appreciate that because I, I wanted you on the show, Sam, because of that alignment, we talk about alignment on this show a lot, aligning life and money. That's why we kick off with let your life lead your money, not your money, lead your life because they work concurrently, you know, so it could help people achieve their life design. So thank you for being on the show. Where can people find you, Sam? Uh, best place is LinkedIn. So you can check me out on LinkedIn. Connect3x website is connect3x.com. Uh, if you're interested on the Ikigai side of the house, you can go to ikigailab.co. Uh, but best place to find me is on, uh, on LinkedIn. All right. That's what's up. Thanks for uh, chopping it up with us. All thank right, you. folks. Thank you for listening to the show. We appreciate you listening. You know what to do. Click that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Follow me on all your socials. And until next time, we're going to chop it up. Stay tuned. Cheers.